Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. I trust everybody's doing well. Uh, for those of you who may be new to our assembly, my name's Joel, the lead teaching pastor across all of our campuses. It's an honor to serve you, honor to know you. Uh, if this is your first time to the Fondren campus, we honor you tonight. Can we give it up for everybody? Yes. Welcome. Uh, we're honored to have you. Um, we've got all kinds of options you can worship at. Uh, this campus meets every Sunday at 10. Then we're on Lakeland Drive by the Walmart at 10 and 11.30. And then we're on Highland Colony by the Costco at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Uh, you got all kinds of options. Um, and so we'd love to see you again. And then, of course, every Sunday night right here at Doodling Hall, we've got our 6 p.m. service. Uh, open up your Bibles if you brought them to the book of Ephesians. Uh, we're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight. I do believe. Uh, my goal over the next couple of, I want to say weeks, but it may turn into months <laughs> at this campus, uh, is to talk about the things concerning the Spirit and to get you intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit and His works and His ways, to show Him to you in Scripture so strongly that you begin to see him in your life. Amen. Um, In Ephesians chapter 1, let's look at this here in verse number 16. This is known as one of the Pauline prayers, uh, and this is a prayer you should pray for yourself as often as possible. And if you have people that you love, this is a prayer you should pray for the people that you love. If you're married, for your spouse. If you're dating, uh, for the person you're dating. If you have children, for your children. Paul says this. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. For fun, let's keep reading, but we're going to come back to the uh, verse number 18. Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion. We'll talk about that on Tuesday at the prayer conference. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one which is to come. And he hath put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Now watch verse 18. 
I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Another word for that would be opened. Uh, you remember when Jesus was on the earth, he looked at people, and he said, in seeing, you see not. And in hearing, you hear not. And in understanding, you understand not. See, everything you see in the natural is the veil. If you've ever seen a bride on a wedding day, uh, you've got a veil that it's, that's lifted. And you can see her kind of through the veil, but it's like a shadow. You lift the veil and you see the bride in truth. What you see, this is not the real world. This came out of the, wor- the world that's real, real, <laughs> real, real, really, really real. But this came out of the spirit. Uh, what you see in the natural will fade away. But the spirit and the will of the Lord abides forever. And there's so much we don't see. We see it, but we don't. We hear it, but we don't. We think we understand it, but we don't. And watch what he says, that your eyes of your understanding are to be enlightened too. Watch this. So that you will know what is the hope of his calling. Uh, Now, you're going to see this, and we're going to look at this right next door in the next chapter. But you're going to see this term all throughout the New Testament, calling. Calling. Paul said, I've run my race. Hebrews 12, we looked at this um, last week. Um, Run the race that is what? Set before who? You. That there is a set race for you to run. Um, The connotation is, is that before you ever hit this earth, literally, before you were a twinkle in your mama's eye, God knew you. He saw you. And he assigned for you to do something on this earth and set it before you. Not before me. I've got my own race. What is the hope of his calling? There are places you are called to. There are other places you are not called to. When I stepped in this room, I knew there was something for me to do here. I'm not just talking about tonight. I'm talking about months ago. I stepped foot in this room. There's something for me to do here. Years ago, you've heard me say it when when we opened up this campus. Uh, Me and a a friend of mine by the name of Michael Barenko, he was an architect, a dear friend, a man of the spirit, one of the most gifted men I ever knew. It's like, have you ever met somebody that you just said, God just liked you more and just gave you, he gave Michael Barenko looks, he could sing, he was an athlete, he could cook. He's Italian, like just all these fun things. Uh, and anyway, uh, we came down here and he was showing me the Capri Theater over here. And I stepped foot in Fondren. This was long before any of this was this way. This was over a decade and a half ago. Just walking this area. I knew there was something for me to do here. Calling. There are some places I'm called to. There are other places I'm not called to. Years ago, well, yeah, now, years ago, we were in staff prayer, and this is why it's important to get over in the spirit, uh, is you'll, you'll see past the veil. 
the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And the Lord spoke to us and told us that we would have uh, churches that would be given to us. That he was dealing with the hearts of, of elders and dealing with the heart of pastors to literally give us their ministry. We've had three that we've accepted. Fondren, Highland Colony, and Poindexter, which will open later this year. But out of that, we've had many others since then uh, that have been offered to us. And some, the ones we've accepted, we were called to. Others, wonderful opportunities, would have expanded our reach, but no calling there. Because there's some places I'm not called to. There are some people I'm not called to. Uh, there are some individuals I'm not called to. You're not called to everyone. And Jesus uh, is the body of Christ. In, you know, just using, and the Bible uses this illustration uh, of the body. Uh, my hand has members, my, my left hand has members that are directly tied to it in their place called by God to do something specific. And my left wrist has more intimate fellowship with my left hand than it does my right. It doesn't make it any more right. It doesn't make it any more wrong. It's just designed to be right there. It works best there. I don't want it out of place. And if it tried to be something else, it would frustrate. If my ear tried to be my eye, it would frustrate the grace that was on it. It's not called nor designed to do that. And I'm telling you, this is what so many people do. It's what many people who are listening to this right now, not you in the room, those on podcasts. <laughs> but many people live their whole life doing nothing but frustrating the grace of God. Around people God never called him to be around. Doing things God never called him to do. In places God never called him to do it at. And they're not assigned for it. And that's why life is so doggone frustrating. Is you're not supposed to be there. There is a calling though that you are supposed to be connected with. There are things you are supposed to be doing. There are people you are supposed to be connected to. God called you. He assigned you. Um, you weren't just born. Go over to John. Let's look at this. This is, we'll come back to Ephesians, but uh, this is, you know, fun service. I get to do what I want. John chapter 1. And verse number 1. John 1. Well, let's skip down to verse number 6. John 1, 6, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, did you see that? Came a man sent from God whose name was John. Say this with me. Say, not born, sent. Did you know that? You weren't just born. You weren't just a little twinkle in your, your mama and daddy's eye. I mean, this morning, uh, Pep was holding Cooper, Tyler and Tab's little, little boy. That's a cute kid, man. Like, he's got an old soul already. Like, I just want to sit him down and take counsel from him. 
seriously, like you look at this kid and I'm like, I'm going to work for you one day. Like I just, I sense this, like speak into my life, sir. Uh, so, so, um, but anyway, um, uh, he wasn't, she was carrying him around today. Cooper was not just born. He wasn't just desired from his parents. He was sent. And so were you. You weren't just born. You didn't just show up. God sent you here. Why? To do something. And you're never going to find it apart from his spirit. You're never going to find it apart from being spiritual, from being around spiritual people, from getting around spiritual things. John the Baptist had a calling. And this is not written here where you can be like, man, I wish I could be like John. Everything you see in scripture is designed to instruct you, not entertain you. God didn't write this for entertainment. He wrote this for instruction so that you could see yourself in these people, which is why, and I love this about scripture, it didn't disclude or not include all the messy stuff. Why? So you could see yourself there too, where it's like, okay, if David could do that and still be with God, I got a chance. Like, this is a beautiful thing. But this is not in here. There was a man sent from God, and his name was John, for be like, well, good for John. It's trying to show you something. What? You were sent. I was sent. And why were we sent? To do something. There's something you're supposed to do in this earth. There's something you're supposed to be in this earth. There's somebody somewhere you're supposed to help in this earth. And anything outside of that is frustrating the grace of God on your life. It's the ear trying to be the eye. It's the eye trying to be the ear. We need to take the time to get spiritual to find what those things are. Watch how this plays out. Like we're about to see like baby John. (laughs) Watch this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Watch how specific his calling is known. What, what, what did we read? That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may what? See your calling. See Jesus' calling on your life. He said that the eyes of your understanding could be enlightened, that you see. And what we're looking at here is someone who saw their calling. And do you know how easy that makes life when you know what you're supposed to do and know what you're not supposed to do? Like, it, it, it just clarifies so much. And here we see John have a specific grace. Watch what it says here. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify the light. There was the true light, not switching to Jesus, which came into the world and enlightens every man. Now, this is amazing. Why did Jesus come into the world? He didn't just come to save you. He came to enlighten you. That the eyes of your understanding may be in what? Enlightened. That the light bulb goes off in your heart. It's like dwelling in darkness and someone switches on the light and you can see. And it's like that was there in the room the whole time. I can remember you, 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 you've, heard, <laughs> you've heard me tell this story before. But there was this time in our old house, me and Pep, we just couldn't go to sleep. And so we just stayed up talking all night and uh, the power had gone out. And so we just made a decision, made kind of a little date of it. You know, light a candle, talk, that kind of thing, power's out. We were dwelling in the, the living room. And it's like, okay, let's, you know, go back to the bed. 
and we're there, and we stop talking, like, right in the middle in front of the, the, the uh, window. So there's, like, this big window thing that's there, and we're sitting there having this conversation. It's, like, 1230 at night. And there's a storm going outside. That's why the power was out, you know, that kind of thing. It's pitch black, like the candle's been blown out, whole nine yards. And I don't know why we stopped right where we stopped, but we did. And so I'm facing this way, and my wife is facing this way, and lightning flashes. And behind my wife was this figure that was like this tall with hair draped down, like everything you've ever imagined in a horror movie. Like it was literally out of a horror movie. I screamed like a like like someone was taking my life, like genuinely and truly. Like it was the least manly scream you could ever possibly imagine, which made my wife scream, which made turns out was my daughter ball like a child. She was like six years old. The storm woke her up. She is so kind and considerate. She did not want to interrupt me and her mom talking. So she stood there behind my wife while we talked. And I did not know it until lightning flashed. And I thought my life was about to be over. (laughs) What's the point? The point is, when the light came, it showed what was in the room. And Jesus came to enlighten you, to show you what is in your life, to show you what you've been called. You've been sent to show you what you were sent for, to show you what you weren't sent for, to show you your assignment. And what you see in Scripture, like all throughout the New Testament, is so many people who knew exactly what that was. Like it was not a mystery or a secret. It's like, ah, it's John. He's the guy who goes before Jesus, you know, the one preparing the way. And here's Jesus. Like he's the light of the world who will enlighten every man. Like we see this all throughout. And let me just show you, while we're talking about it, go to Luke. We're in John. So we see both these stories. Go to Luke. Let's see if we can find it here in the book of Luke. Uh, let's, yeah, Luke 1 and verse 39. This is after, you know, an angel's appeared to Mary and be like, there's another child sent. His name is Jesus. He'll be the savior of the world. And Mary is walking to her sister, uh, Elizabeth's house. And she, she's going in the house. And I want you to notice this in Luke 1 and verse 39. Now, at this time, Mary arose And went in a hurry to the hill country, to the city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, watch this. This is one of the things I'd like you to do, and just keep coming. Every Sunday night, just keep coming. One of the things I would like you to do is notice the Holy Spirit. See him. Because the reason why he's all throughout these scriptures is to show you him. He is not an it. He's not a force. He's a person. And you can know him. You can walk with him. In fact, the Bible teaches us that the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That each one of us have communion with the Holy Spirit. And watch the Holy Spirit here and watch what he does. The Holy Spirit is going to be the light of Jesus. He is going to light up people's callings, light up people's assignments to make them known to the people. Why? So that they can do it. And and you see this here uh, in verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. So even the babies knew the calling that was on the other one. 
And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice, that's not a weird thing. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come? Notice, what is she seeing? Light, calling, assignment. She's seeing Jesus, but not just seeing a baby, seeing the call that is on the baby. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be the fulfillment of what the Lord had been spoken to her. Now watch. It's like Elizabeth is talking to Mary by the Spirit, and Mary's about to talk to Elizabeth by the Spirit. Once again, why is this in here? Not to give you a cute Bible story to share at Christmas time. This is in here to instruct you. Like, this is the way your friendship should be. That you don't just chit-chat about what you, what you watched on Netflix. That the Spirit of God comes upon you and you begin picking up the assignment and the call and the purpose and the grace and the assignment on other people. What if we could walk with spiritual people like that? What if we had pastors who were actually spiritual people like that? That, like, walked with the Lord and knew Him and, and, and fellowshiped with Him. And here we see like these two people are like picking up assignments and picking up calls. They're so spirit. Their babies are like picking up assignment and calls in the other one. And watch what it says. Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord and the, the spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. For he has regarded the humble estate of his bond slave. And for behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. She's prophesying by the Spirit. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and his name is holy, and his mercy shall be generation upon generation. And now watch, like all this, like it just keeps going. Then John is born, and Zacharias finally speaks. And watch this in verse 67, Luke 1 and 67. And his father, Zacharias, was, notice, filled with the Holy Spirit. There it is again. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak out by the Spirit, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. Go down to verse 76. And you, child, now watch, watch what being filled with the Holy Spirit does. What, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may see what is the hope of your calling. And you're about to see what the Holy Spirit does here. He shows Zacharias things to come, which is, by the way, according to John chapter 16 and 14, the assignment of the Holy Spirit to show you things to come. And he begins to see, Zacharias does, what if you could do this for your children? I wonder if it would help train them. Uh, That out of this, he begins to see by the Spirit John's race. He begins to see by the Spirit John's call. He begins to see by the Spirit John's grace. He begins to see by the Spirit what John was sent here for. And watch what he says. And you, child, he's talking to the child that was born. You will be called the prophet of the Most High God. For you will go on before to the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God with the sunrise from on a hill will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. And the child continued to grow and become strong in spirit. And he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance. 
Do you see spiritual people filled with the Holy Spirit? What is happening in their life? They are picking up on callings, giftings, graces, places, assignments, and what was sent for. Do you know how valuable this is? And this is that you can't get this anywhere but the church. The church is the only thing that can offer you this. But can you imagine what a gift it would be to know your assignment, to know your gifting, to know who and what you're graced for, to know who and what you're not graced for? Well, how are you going to get there? The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened by the Spirit of God. That as we fellowship with the Spirit, the Spirit begins to show us things to come. Now, Jesus is born, and they're, they're taking him into the temple uh, to be circumcised. And watch what happens here in the book of Luke. Uh, Luke 2 and verse 21. And when eight days had passed, so Jesus had been born, and now it's eight days, before circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of purification, according to the law of Moses, were complete, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. Watch this. And the Holy Spirit was where? Upon him. So what do you see with Elizabeth? The Holy Spirit is upon what? Her. And when the Holy Spirit is upon her, what does she pick up about Jesus in Mary's womb? His assignment, his calling, his gifting, his anointing, what he was sent here for. Uh, We see Zacharias. What was he? Filled with God's Holy Spirit. He sees John. What does he pick up on John? The Holy Spirit shows him, enlightens him to the hope of John's calling. And what do you see the Holy Spirit showing him for? This is his race. This is his assignment. This is his grace. This is who he is. This is who he isn't. Now here you're about to see someone who wasn't even a parent of these kids, not a relative, random guy in the temple, and and he's here, but he's filled with God's Holy Spirit too. And how many of you know, if he's filled with God's Holy Spirit, Zacharias is filled with God's Holy Spirit, Elizabeth is filled with God's Holy Spirit, how many of you think God's trying to show us something that you could be filled with God's Holy Spirit? In fact, that's what Acts 2 is all about, if you'll go home and read it. So here we see um, that this guy is filled with God's Holy Spirit. Once again, you can underline that. And it had been, watch, revealed to him by the Spirit. You see what the Spirit is doing? Showing him the future. Showing him the hope of his calling. Showing him his assignment. It had been revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not see death, meaning he would not die before he had seen the Lord. And he's seeing a baby who's literally eight days old. But he's so filled with God's Spirit that when he sees, he didn't see an angel. He wasn't one of the shepherds who was out in the field. He just sees this young family walking in, a baby. And when he sees the baby, the Holy Spirit in him begins to show him the call and the assignment that is on that child. Amazing. 
And he picks this up, and, and watch this, verse 25. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a righteous and devout man looking for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. So why is he walking into the temple? The Holy Spirit is leading him there. Why are you doing what you're doing? Now, seriously, you don't have to answer, but seriously, why'd you come here tonight? Why'd you take that job? Why are you in that school? Why are you dating that person? Let's just make it real. Why are you not dating them? Why are you with them? Why are you not with them? Why are you listening? Why are you not listening? Why are you making the choices that you're making? Why why should it be? The Holy Spirit is leading us. We do not operate by information like the rest of the world. We operate by revelation like the children and the sons and daughters of God. Those who are the sons and daughters of God are to be led by the Spirit of God. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I will go before them. I will call each one of them by name. They will know me. They will not follow the voice of a stranger. They will hear my voice and they will follow me in the way I will send them. This is the spirit-filled Christian life, is that I, I, I wake up every day on mission and assignment led by God's spirit to do the thing I was sent for and not the thing I want to do, to fulfill what God put me here on this earth to do. So here we see a man by Simeon, by the name of Simeon, like picking up things by the spirit, being directed and led by the spirit. And once again, that's not in there to be like, ah, good for him. That's in there to be like, this is what I want for you. And I'm showing you this in the life of all these people to show you exactly what I want in your life. Uh, That you don't place these people up on pedestals and begin to hero worship all these other people. That you put these people where they should be as examples so that you can figure out how to get the same thing they had in their life in yours. Uh, And so this is what we're pursuing in this. And watch this as it came. It was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord. And he came, verse 27, in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child unto Jesus to carry him out for a custom of the law, he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, now let's just stop right here. Do you see how beautiful it is to be around the people of the spirit? And let me just say to the people of the spirit, we are not called to be weird. Don't be weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. Amen. Like he's not weird. (laughs) And so, you know, don't, don't go down that path. This is beautiful. Can you imagine having someone so spirit-filled in your family that when they saw your child, they put him in his arms and begin to speak over them the blessing of the Lord? Begin to bless him in the name of Jesus? Begin to, to hold him and impart something unto your child? And this holy man filled with God's Holy Spirit is holding this baby and is holding this child and is speaking life into him. And watch what he says in verse 29. Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace. Do you see? He's talking about himself. He's like, now I can die. Why? I've run my race. I've finished my course. You've heard me say it before. That's why I love Jesus' words on the cross. What did, what did Jesus say? It is finished. It, 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 it. Not I. 
You're not finished. I got news for you. I don't care who you are. When you die, you ain't finished. You're going somewhere. But whether or not it is, is entirely upon your obedience. And this man is like, I can die now. Why? Why? Why can I die now? I've done what God wanted me to do. I was to pray out the, the, the giving of Jesus to this world. And now I have seen the king and it's time for me to leave. He knew his race. He knew his mission. He knew what he sent for. He knew when he did it. And, and here he says, according to your word, verse 30, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, that's me and you, and the glory of your people Israel. Now watch verse 32 again. Notice all this terminology. A light of revelation to the Gentiles. A light to us. That he's not just a savior. He is a light where we can see assignments, graces, and places. Verse 33, and his father and his mother were amazed at the things which were being said by him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed and a sword. Now this, like not everything from God that he shows you is amazing and rainbows and butterflies and cupcakes. Uh, Sometimes God will show you like Paul, like, you know what's coming for you in Jerusalem? Bonds and afflictions. I was with a missionary from um, a real tough nation uh, for the gospel right now to break through. And out of this, I was with him this past week, and he was talking about how he was praying one day and in the spirit just saw a storm. God will show you things to come. Saw a storm and saw himself saved, but saw many others destroyed. And in this nation, like it, it just, this, this, you know, government came in and just pushed out all these missionaries that when they left, their visas were denied and they couldn't get back in the nation. But he saw that before it happened. Why? The Spirit will show you things to get you ready for things. Um, but this is like the beauty of being led by the Spirit. I have a, a missionary friend of mine, um, Matt and Julie Beamer, they're in Lebanon. Um, I just signed up to go there in April. Uh, I'll go for just a few days. They need me to fly in for something. I'll fly in, preach for like three days, fly back, pray for me. Um, But out of this, um, um, years ago, long before that big explosion happened and long before COVID and long before their currency just went through the ringer, uh, Julie was praying. And in prayer, the Holy Spirit showed her, if you've ever heard of the cedars of Lebanon, she saw a cedar by the Spirit going through like one of those, you know, cutter things that you put, you know, logs in and just spews out chips. And she saw the flag, which has the cedars and all that, just going through this grinder and just being shredded into pieces. And the Lord showed her disasters about to hit Lebanon. Now, why would God show you that? To prepare your heart for it. Um, and, and out of these things, when you get stuff like that and you see the pain beforehand, you'll brace your spirit to walk through whatever's on the horizon of time. God will help you. Uh, and so out of this, he's warning Mary. He's like, it, what, what's going to happen? And I cannot imagine as a mom that what you're going to see your son go through, he's seeing the crucifixion of Jesus. He's seeing the beating and the betrayal of Jesus. And he's telling Mary beforehand, 33 years before it happens, he's seeing by this. Imagine to have somebody like this in your life. Imagine being that type of person in somebody's life. This is not beyond you. This is not beyond me. 
This is what we're called to be. Like, this is here to be like, come up higher to this. Like, come up to these places of like being spiritual people. And out of this, he's telling Mary, like, when you see this, it will pierce your heart. And this will affect you. But he's telling her this so she can brace her heart, so she can feel it. And and watch what what he says this. And to the end that the thoughts of of many hearts will be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple serving night and day with fasting and prayer. And at that very moment, she came up and saw Simeon, saw the baby, and began giving thanks and continued to speak of Jesus, uh, began to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Someone else looking at a, a baby who is eight days old and seeing the call that is on him. The Holy Spirit is sent by God to open your eyes to the hope of your calling. Why? You can't walk in it if you don't see it. His word is to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto what? My path. You have a path. Before you were sent to this earth, there are literally access. The times and the habitations of your life were already set before God before you ever hit this earth. Meaning he knew exactly when you'd be born and exactly what you're supposed to do in this earth and set you there. And our life is not about deciding. Our life is about discovery. That I am to yield myself to the spirit of God and become a spiritual person until I know the thing that I'm sent for. Uh, and all of these things, you, you see this here, but I'll close with this in, in this, this closing scripture. Go back to Ephesians. All that was for free. Ephesians chapter 2, and let's look at verse number 10. And if you can pull that up in the Amplified, that would be wonderful on the screens. We'll read it in whatever translation you have, uh, but then we'll, we'll end with looking at it in the Amplified. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Let's read that again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Now watch this in the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we, notice, should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. The good life which he prearranged. He arranged it before you ever hit the earth. He arranged for you a good life and arranged for you a life that is made ready for you to live. He prepared ahead of time. 
And the way we're going to get to that good life is by what? Taking the paths. And, and I love how it sets this up because it says that we should walk in them. Not that you will. In fact, if anything tells us from Scripture, the likelihood is you won't. That literally the children of Israel, that the book of Hebrews says, if you can leave that up on the screens for me, that'd be great. Children of Israel, when they were called by God, they saw their promised land. Millions of them saw it. Two of them got in it. But my, my call and what I feel stirred to do at the start of this year for all of you and all of you who are listening is to stir you up to see that you will never seek God the way you need to seek God if you don't see that God's got something for you to do. That there is a set race for you to run. That there is a calling that God has assigned you to. That there is something he put for you on this earth to do. That you weren't just born, you were sent. That before you ever hit this earth, God prearranged and preordained things for you to do. Paths that you should take. And if you take those paths, you'll live the good life God prearranged for you to live. Because you are his own handiwork. There are things you were made for. And my, my kids make stuff all the time, you know, when, especially when they don't have iPad time. It's like, what do I do with my hands? I'll make random things. They'll make stuff. It's their own handiwork, and it's designed to do something. You are God's handiwork. There is no one who has your fingerprints, no one who has your DNA, no one who is built like you, has your graces, has your talents, has your anointings, has your frustrations, has your quirks has your ability. There is no one on the earth like you. Why? You were made by God. Particularly, you are his handiwork. Why? Because there's something you were designed to do here on this earth. And how are you going to find it? You're going to find it by the Spirit of God. You're going to find it by getting around spiritual people. You're going to find it by becoming a spiritual person. You're going to find it by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And if you're here tonight, you're like, Pastor Joel, that all sounds great, but I have no clue where to start. You found the right place. Because that's what we're going to teach you over these next couple of weeks is how to be sensitive to God's spirit, how to know his voice. Is that me or is that the Holy Spirit? Did I just think that or was that God? Should I listen to them? They seem weird. Like all of those questions, all of those types of things, we're going to walk through scripture with all these things. But, but what if we could be Men and women like Elizabeth, Zacharias, like Simeon, like Anna. What if we could be these people? What if we could be that for our children? What if we could be that for one another? What if we could be that as a congregation, as, as a group of people? What if, what if for our young people, like in their 20s, they found the hope of their calling? What if you pressed into God so much you saw what the Holy Spirit wanted to show you? What if you knew what you were called to? What if you knew who you were called to? In, in my life, I promise you I'm not weird, strange. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a logical thinker. I'm not an emotional feeler. I had a vision. That's how I met my wife. I had a vision. That's how I saw multiple campuses. It's not weird. I, I had a vision. It freaked me out when I had it. I called my brother-in-law. I'm like, bro, I just had a vision. Like, so down to earth. But I'm a man of the Spirit. I know the Father. I know His voice. I, I, I picked up in the Spirit uh, when people needed money, like exact figures, like $627.42, and it was the exact car payment that they had. 
What if we could walk? And, and, and let me just help you with this too. I want so much more of that. But there's still so much of my flesh. I got to get out of the way in order to walk in that more. You got to climb the mountain. And, and I'm on this journey to try to climb it. But what if we all were? Like, what if we all decided to be spiritual people? What if we all decided to just wait on the Lord? And maybe all it is is I'm supposed to hold a baby one day who's like eight years old and speak things that come from the heart of its mother that prepare her for the race he's going to have to run. But we all play our role as people and become these people of the Spirit. Go on this journey with us. Get in this place where you open up your heart to the Lord. Get in this place where the things of the Spirit become real. It's not going to make you strange. It's going to make God real. It's not going to make you weird. It's going to make the voice of the Holy Spirit clear in your life. It's it's not going to be something that makes you funny or make other people look at you funny. It's going to be something that makes you different. It's going to be something that makes you powerful. It's going to be something that makes you anointed by God to do something particular. The Holy Spirit, he's not, he's not a scorpion. He's a dove. He's, he's not something that will hurt you when you ask for the Spirit. It's not going to be something that hurts you. It's going to be bread for you. It's going to be something that nourishes you. And I want to encourage you to just go on this journey and invite the Spirit of God into your life. Make a decision that before this year is over, God, I want to know what is the hope of my calling. I want to know what the riches of your inheritance in the saints is. God, I want to know my calling. I want to know my grace. I want to know the race that is set before me. I want to see my next step. I want to see what you want me to do. I want to be led by you and guided by your eye. Let's pray tonight. Father, we love you. We honor you. We thank you. For your grace, Lord Jesus, we thank you that the communion of the Spirit is with us all. And Father, we thank you that by your Spirit, we begin to dwell in intimacy with your Spirit. That, Father, we would, we would be people who would be grounded in the Word. But, Father, we would also be people who are open to the Spirit. And so, Father, I just thank you that you would fill us with your Spirit afresh and anew. I thank you, Father, that we would be sons and daughters who ask for your spirit and are filled to the full. Father, I just thank you that we we just take the time to even end this service just yielding to you and to open up our hearts to all that you would want to say to us. And maybe even tonight some of us would see what is the hope of our calling. And maybe even tonight some of us would see what is the next step would see clearer the path that we are on. That Jesus would enlighten our hearts with the person and the power of the Spirit. And Father, we just thank you for that. Let's stand to our feet tonight if you want to. You don't have to, but... And let's just worship him before we go, before we leave. Lord Jesus, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. As the deer pants for water, so our soul it longs for you, Lord Jesus.
I just sense in my heart that there are some people who are so tempted to just go back to the things of the world. Like never before, like that, that call of Egypt has been like trying so desperately to pull you back over into a life that called, caused you so much pain. And like you know that life caused you pain, but yet there's this temptation to go back to it. And I just hear the Lord just saying like, remember Lot's wife. Don't look back at the thing that caused you pain, but look forward because there is a destiny for you. And that as you walk away from that last life, you'll get into the next life that God has for you because there is a promised land. There is a land that flows with milk and honey. There is a land that is so much better than the life that you left. So don't go back to the things of the enemy that are trying to pull you back. Remember the pain that it caused. But look forward to what God has called you to and know that there is friendship there. There is relationship there. There is light there. There is peace there. There is provision there. That God will meet your natural needs, but that spiritual need will be met in full and richer than ever before. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name. Let's just worship the Lord tonight.